there. I thought if I got up here fast enough, I'd just think that y'all clapping for me just a little bit there and uh, get up here real fast. I apologize. Uh, there we go. Two weeks in a row. And uh, um, I'm glad you stuck around. Stuck around as the choir was going down this evening, shaking their hands. And I'm saying, I know you know I'm preaching. Just please stay. Please stay. Don't leave. Don't leave. My wife even said, I got grocery pickup here in just a minute. I might have to slip out. I'm like, come on, baby. <laughs> What's that all about? Man. And uh, she said, don't get long-winded on me now. And uh, usually they don't worry about that with me anyway. Um, but anyway, I'm glad you're here tonight. And, and uh, thank you for coming. Uh, even though Brother Andrews is uh, Brother Andrews out of town. And make sure you pray for the family. And it looks like they're having a great time. If you take your Bible and just turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Been able to kind of preach this message throughout the week. Shared it with elementary and high school chapel and just added a few things, a few more things here and there and and uh, but I don't know what it is. Just to get up here and get to look at y'all, and man, my mind just goes blank. And uh, so anyway, I almost wish I was up. I was up practicing earlier today, and uh, I was like, man, I should just video this and just play it over the monitor, and, and be, we'll have a TV evangelist tonight. And uh, but uh, anyway. Talk to you a little bit, uh, you know, it's about Thanksgiving time, and, and uh, 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 so I figured, you know, I, the title of the message at the beginning of the week was The Spirit of Thanksgiving, and I thought that would be a great title, and, and uh, but I don't know if that's, that's the title or not. Uh, I know growing up with Thanksgiving, I remember, I remember uh, uh, the family all get together. Uh, it was tough having both sets of grandparents in town. It was great. But, uh, you know, your thought was, where are all the cousins going to be? That's the grandparents. You wanted to go over there because then you played football, you played basketball or, or uh, pool or ping pong, whatever. You wanted to be there. So we tried to, try to talk mom and dad into, you know, let's try to be over at the Matthews grandparents and uh, be there uh, when the grandkids, where the other cousins are there or over the, uh, the Chavez family, it would be when the, uh, all the grandkids are there and um, never seemed to work out the way that we wanted to, but uh, uh, we always had a good time. But what I do remember about Thanksgiving was the fact that we would, before we ate, I remember everybody getting around and kind of standing kind of in the living room in the kitchen area, just kind of just everybody standing, standing around. And Grandpa Matthews would be, all right, as we, before we pray, <clears throat> we're going to get together here, just kind of go around the room and, and tell us what you're thankful for. Uh, tell us something you're thankful for. And, you know, we'd go around the room to aunt and uncle, and uh, sometimes a cousin would say something or, you know, they'd just skip them or and uh, go go. Uh, just around the whole room and, and uh, talk about what you're thankful for. You know, we take this time of year and, uh, and, and take Thanksgiving week and we take this time, and I know Thursday we'll take that and, and be thankful for many things. And we have so many things to be thankful for. And so many times we take for granted the things that we have. And, uh, you know, I even, 
I feel guilty myself, the fact teaching the young people up there that, you know, I shouldn't be teaching them just this week. I should be teaching them throughout the year that, that we need to learn to be thankful. Um, my grandpa Matthews to me was a, a great prayer warrior. Um, he was one that, uh, uh, to me, the, the Lord God was on him and my grandma and, and uh, uh, so much that, you know, we could spend the night over the, their house uh, a lot of times and uh, we didn't like to go over Grandpa and Grandma Matthew's house because there was devotions and prayer in the morning time and devotions and prayer in the evening time. You know, as a young person, you just didn't kind of care for that too much. You know, you just, it was just kind of weird. All, you know, it just, and uh, you go over Grandpa Chavez's house now, you go over there, man, you got bikes to ride, you got mopeds to ride back in the day when they had mopeds, and, and uh, well, we had a time over there. And, and, uh, but to me, my grandpa Matthews was a, a prayer warrior. Um, about a month before he passed away, I believe it was 2014, Happened to be in Washington there and um, didn't know he was going to pass away in a month, but uh, had the opportunity to go see him. And uh, I just wanted to ask him, I, I, you know, what, uh, Grandpa, I, I, I look to you as a prayer warrior. Uh, at his funeral, there were, there were 99 uh, aunts and uncles or seven aunts and uncles uh, or seven kids in the family. And with all the cousins and with everybody, there was 99 uh, there, just the relatives, not, not counting everybody else. Um, uh, his name was Harold Neil Matthews, and he had a son. His first son was Harold Neil Matthews, obviously the second. And then you had Harold Neil Matthews the third, and Harold Neil Matthews the fourth. And Harold Neil Matthews the fourth, he had a daughter. I was like, man, you know, that would have been five generations alive. That would have been pretty, pretty neat. Um, but uh, I called Grandpa up and said, hey, can I come talk to you about this uh, I look to you as a prayer warrior, and, and can I just come talk to you? And he said, that's fine. So I went over there one, uh, one of the mornings that I was there, and, and uh, I got to sit down there and, and talk to him. I said, Grandpa, I, I said, I look to you as a prayer warrior. I said, can you, you know, speak to me? Can you tell me? I want to become better at this. I want to I be a, a better uh, person that walks with the Lord and and." You know, you're, I'm expecting, you know, maybe an outline, maybe, you know, notes. And he said, I just thank the Lord every day for everything. I think that's it. I'm, that's it, you know. Uh, with all the cousins and with all the, all the aunts and uncles, uh, you know, there, there, was, there hasn't been a tragedy of some sort, you know, where somebody was uh, an accident or something like that. And I believe a lot of that has to do with grandpa and grandma, the way they prayed earnestly for them and for us. Um, uh, but he said, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I thank the Lord every day for just, for, for just uh, the kids. I thank the Lord for uh, what he's given to me. And I just, uh, it goes on and on about, I just, I'm, just, I'm just thankful for what the Lord has done in my life. I'm thinking, okay. So tonight, we're going to talk about being thankful. And believe it or not, the message, the title of the message is uh, a grateful attitude. A grateful attitude. What if you woke up today with everything that you thank God for yesterday? I know a lot of times you've, you've heard that. You've heard that in the past and we've heard that mentioned that we woke up today and I tried to 
tell a little story to the kids uh, about that on, on uh, Wednesday morning about this young boy waking up with really nothing on. And, and it's because yesterday he didn't thank the Lord for anything. Didn't thank the Lord for his parents. Didn't thank the Lord for his house. Didn't thank the Lord for his brothers and sisters. Didn't thank the Lord for anything. And woke up and he didn't know where he was at. What if that was you today? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, look at verse 1 and 2. This know also in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And we'll stop right there. Dear Lord, I'm asking you to help me tonight, Lord, to be a blessing to the people here, Lord. I know as I studied this and went over this, Lord, Lord, I, you pricked my heart many times. And Lord, I pray that you just help me tonight, Lord. Help me to speak your words and what you'd have me to say tonight. Lord, thank you for what you do in our lives, Lord, and Lord, so much you've given us, Lord, and and, uh, Jesus' name, amen. So start off with eight signs of ungratefulness. Eight signs of ungratefulness. Now, I I don't want you to look around the room. I don't want you to think of other people. I just wanted you to to put these on you and to think, okay, is this me? And this is the area that I did not like. This is the area that, to me, uh, spoke to my heart. And the fact that, okay, man, am I ungrateful for the things around me? Am I ungrateful in this area? Number one, an ungrateful person is somebody who is never satisfied. Never satisfied. They're never satisfied with the house that they have. They're never satisfied with the vehicle that they have. They're never satisfied with their mate. They're never satisfied with life. They're never satisfied with clothes. They're never satisfied with the food. It doesn't matter what happens. They never have enough. They're never satisfied. They're never satisfied with the things around them. Have you ever met somebody that is just that is never satisfied? Or, or maybe is that you? Is, is that me? Is that, is that an area of my life? Am I never just satisfied with life? Am I satisfied with what God has given me? I, say, I, I know God has given me some things that I don't deserve. I don't deserve them. The, 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 the great wife he's given me, the home and, and my kids and, and the job that I have. And, and man, the Lord's given it to me, so I, therefore I should be satisfied with that. But many times, an ungrateful person is somebody who is not satisfied. Number two, they are filled with envy. Somebody who's ungrateful, filled with envy. They look at things or others and they're envious. They compare their life with others and envy consumes them daily. So they're never happy. Never happy. They say the happiest person is somebody who is always thankful. They're never, they are filled with envy. Number three, they are bitter. They are bitter. And you know, there's a lot of people that are bitter nowadays. There's a lot of people, but looking at your life, are you bitter? Uh, they get angry easy. They're resentful about something that happened in the past. They're upset with things that they cannot change. They're bitter. Maybe they're bitter at God. Uh, there uh, was a youth pastor before we had, I think, four, di- four different families. And I, I, don't, I don't understand this, and I can't explain it to him. I can't look at the young person and say, I understand. But I believe we had four different families, at least three, that had lost either a mom or a dad at a young age. I think there was one family that had five kids, and the oldest one was 13 at the time. They lost a dad who was a pastor. 
uh, uh, I remember uh, another family lost a mom, and, and another one was a mom, and another dad that had started over 30 churches south of Baton Rouge was a pastor. And I can't look at them, and, but many times, if they're not careful, they get bitter. Bitter at God, bitter at mom, bitter at dad, bitter at, at things they, they can't change. We get bitter. Ungrateful person, maybe they're bitter. Number four, they have a major sense of entitlement. They, they, they think people owe them things. They think people owe them everything. They think they're better than everybody else, an un, ungrateful person. Uh, they think that, that everybody just owes them the, a sense of entitlement. Number five, they always ask for uh, help from others. They always need something from you. They feel they have earned your help, or they might have done one nice thing for you, but expect ten in return. They're always asking for help for others. Somebody who is ungrateful. Ungrateful. Number six, if you can't help them, they won't let you ever forget it. Even if you have a good excuse for not being able to help them. You know, you were out of town and and you weren't able to help them. Uh, But they'll never get over it. And they'll never allow you to get over it. Always bring it up. Next, they don't genuinely care about other people. They don't care about people who are ungrateful. They don't care about other people. Uh, They're consistently um, ungrateful. uh, Often is often linked to selfishness. The world revolves around them. They think it is, uh, uh, um, it, it's all about them. And it's for others to do things for them. Um, they don't generally care about other people. Listen, somebody who is ungrateful, they don't care about others. Number eight, they don't have time for you unless they need something from you. Now again, again, don't look at other people. Just make sure it doesn't apply to your life. Are you one that is ungrateful? They don't have time for you unless you need something from you. It's only when they need something from you that they show up. They're truly not concerned for you unless you have something for them. They simply take you for granted. Number nine, they play the victim. They're they're not just pretending to be the victim. In their mind, they really do consider themselves to be worse off than anyone else. And if you complain about something, oh, they have something that happens so much worse than anything else. And they'll never take your advice or sympathy. That's eight signs. Now, I hope that you don't fit in that category. I hope that's not one of you. But as I was going over that and I was uh, reading over those. I'm thinking, man, is that me? Man, the Holy Spirit of the Lord is talking to me about this. Am I ungrateful in this area? Am I ungrateful in that area? I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. We read there in, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to get to a lot more verses here in just a few minutes. Uh, chapter 3, verse 2, that the last days, uh, uh, perilous times shall come. In, and one of the things there is unthankful. People are unthankful. Listen, we got have a generation now, they're ungrateful to the things they have around them. They're ungrateful to the freedom that we have to have in America. They're ungrateful for people who have served. They're ungrateful for the things that they have. A grateful attitude. Okay, so here's the good stuff. A grateful attitude. What does grateful mean? Warmly or deeply appreciative of kindness of benefits received. You know, when I think of the word grateful, I think of someone's attitude. Attitude towards all the things going on around them. A grateful attitude, I believe, will affect all of those around you. 
You ever been in a room and somebody comes in and they're complaining how that room just kind of just dies? The spirit just kind of dies in there. But if you have somebody come in the room and they're always grateful and their attitude is, it doesn't matter what's going on. I mean, it could be, it could be a hurricane outside and they're, they're finding good things about the hurricane. Maybe they're flying a kite for the first time in a long time. You know, I don't know, maybe something good has happened. They find something good. They're, they have a good attitude. An attitude of gratitude means making it a habit to express themselves and appreciation in all parts of life on a regular basis for both the big and the small things alike. The big and the small things. If you go to uh, my desk on the left side, open it up on the bottom, you'll have a, 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 a drawer there that has all these little notes all these little notes from, all, from young people, from the kids. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, Brother John. You know those notes mean so much. So much. It's amazing. And your parents are teaching them right. To be thankful, to be grateful. So how can we start to have the attitude of gratitude? Number one, wake up every day and express to yourself what you are grateful for. Now listen, if you get out of bed, you roll out of bed and your feet hit the floor, you got to be thankful for that. And if some people, number one, can't get out of bed, and I guess, number two, if they didn't hit the floor, I guess you'd be in heaven, so I guess that would be grateful too. I mean, well, I mean sometimes I tell people, any, if I was any better, I'd be in heaven, you know, uh, things going, but wake up every day and express to yourself what you're grateful for. And listen, we, we should, we should, this should take some time. Uh, take time to find out what, they can, what you can be grateful for. Um, you, you think about that, and you think about, and many times we don't. And, some, and a preacher used to say all the time, we've got to be thankful for the hot water and the cold water. You know, you think about that, we, we should. Uh, uh, I have an electric water heater now, and I'm not thankful for that. I mean, I'm thankful for it. But when the electricity's out, the gas water heaters I had in the past were awesome. I mean, hurricane come and, and uh, you know, the power's out. I still had hot water. Thank the Lord for that. Man, that was great. Now, man, I don't want my electricity to be out because it's going to be cold and I'm just going to stink because I don't like a cold shower. But man, every day we ought to wake up expressing our gratitude for the things that God has given us. Man, God has given us so much. God has blessed us. And I look at my life and I look at what God has blessed me with and the things that he has allowed me. Listen, I know I don't deserve it. I know I don't deserve the things that God's given to me. And I had to be so grateful for those things. We get out of bed. You think about it in the morning. I think about that coffee that's brewing. Oh, thank the Lord for that. Man, thank the Lord for the timer so it's ready so all right, just go in there and pour it. And thankful for the electricity that I have, the heater that I had. A, I was able to sleep in a bed, uh, uh, the clothes to wear, and the list goes on and on and on. We ought to be thankful for that. Wake up every day and express yourself what you are grateful for. Next, at the end of the day, express three things. Now, I have down here, because I was teaching the young people, to your parents. So if you want to do that, that's fine. But express three things that, that you're most grateful for. I told the young people, I said, before you go to bed, I said, you give your mom and dad a big hug and a big kiss and just tell them three things that you are grateful for. Now, I'm curious. 
Some of these kids in here were in chapel. Did that happen to any of them? Nope, they weren't listening then either. Okay. Um, Listen, before you go to bed, think of three things that you're grateful for. Uh, that you made it, you made it home from work. Well, that's a blessing. That, uh, that you got to eat supper that night. Well, that's a blessing. Uh, that the family, I know when we, we sit down to eat, uh, we always thank the Lord that we, we're all back together as a family. Listen, you can think of three things that you're grateful for. Um, next, start a grateful uh, journal. Start writing down things. Get yourself a journal. I know many of you, you probably have a prayer journal. Maybe start, turn to the back of your prayer journal and start a, a thank you journal. And start thanking, thank, this goes through, thanking the Lord for all that he's done in your life. And just, boy, you can start off with salvation. Boy, that's not that a blessing. Thank the Lord for salvation and thank the Lord for, uh, for changing your life, for, for the church, for uh, parents, for, for your kids and your family and, and your job. And, and man, the list could go on and on for for a long time. I believe we passed our microphone. We, we could probably be here three or four hours. Easy if we just really dug down and thanked the Lord for all that he's done. Number next. You might think I'm crazy on this one, but it's okay. Youth pastor has to be crazy. Look at the person sitting next to you and tell them three things right now at this moment that you're grateful for. I'm serious. Look at the person next to you. Oh, this is church. What are we doing? Hey, no. Look at the person next to you and tell them three things. I'm going to call on you in just a minute to tell me what they said. Find somebody. Find somebody. <laughs> Do what? Yes. Now, now with the young people, I called on them and I asked them, what would they say? What'd they say? Uh, I can't do that tonight, obviously. I like Brother Heath, though. Brother Heath said Brother John, so that's, that's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. No. But listen, so many times, though, we don't tell people what we're grateful for. So many times we're so unthankful, and many times it's because we're selfish and it goes back to the eight signs of ungratefulness. Uh, number next, thank the people around you that inspired you or have helped you or supported you. Thank the people around you that have inspired you or have helped you or supported you. Sometimes we wait too long to let someone know how grateful we are for what they have done in our lives. Sometimes we wait too long. Sometimes you get to the point where here they are laying in a casket. And you sit there and say, I wish I could have told them. I wish all the influence that they had on our life, the influence that they had, and it's too late. It's too late. Listen, write them a note. Write a letter to a youth pastor. Write a letter to an old pastor. Write a letter to a teacher. Write a letter to maybe a coach. Write them a thank you note. Write them, write them something. Listen, sometimes we wait too long to let someone know how grateful we are for what they have done in our lives. I think of the ladies that, that helped out at our school. I think of uh, Miss Munoz and uh, Mrs. Lamont that helped out. And the and, uh, Lord's convicted me right now like I need to write some letters tomorrow. And uh, my pastor, youth pastor, Pastor Griffin, which I, I don't know. He said I was trouble. And so I don't know if I'm going to write him a note. And uh, I, I still got to find out why he thinks I'm trouble. But uh, 
Uh, listen, let's, don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. Every day will not be a perfect day. But focusing on what we are grateful for tends to wash away feelings of anger and negativity. Listen, not every day is perfect. Not, not every day is going to be perfect. But we can, we can focus on uh, how, God, how good God is to us. Man, we can be grateful for that. It is scientifically proven that people that are grateful are happier, less stressed, and have a better physical health than someone who is always complaining. How is your attitude? So take your Bible now. We're going to look at some verses about, and there's, I only wrote down about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There are several, several more that we, we could turn to. I, I think I wrote down about 15 of them. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 15. The Bible says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Now turn to 1 Chronicles. Do a lot of turning right now. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Verse 34, 16, verse 34, the Bible says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Man, and, and as I was going over these verses, a lot of times that is mentioned, for his mercy endureth forever. And I thank the Lord for God's mercy on my life. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5. Go back and forth, I know. Ephesians chapter 5 and look at verse 19. Verse 19, the Bible says, Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things that God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, take your Bible and turn to Psalms chapter 95. <clears throat> Psalms chapter 95. Psalms chapter 95. Look at verse 2. Let us come before his presence with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms for the lord is a great god and a great king above all gods while we're there in psalms look at psalms 100 psalms 100 and look at verse 4 the bible says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name look at psalms 107 psalm 107 look at verse 1 The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. 
for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Look at verse 8 of that same chapter. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. And let's see, Psalms chapter 9. Psalms chapter 9. Told her we're going to turn a lot of pages. Psalms chapter 9. Look at verse 1. Psalm 9 verse 1. The Bible says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will praise thee. Chapter 7 and verse 17, just actually right there on the same page. The Bible says in verse 17, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Last one we'll turn to. Colossians chapter 3. Look at verse 15. Colossians 3 verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. Look at verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving what? Thanks to God and the Father by him. Listen, I ask you the question tonight. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? And listen, we ought to sit here and we read, and I only wrote down maybe half the verses, half the verses. The Bible talks about giving thanks and, and being thankful in his mercy. Man, I thank the Lord for his mercies every day. And I go back to what my grandpa said at the very beginning. I said, I'm just, I just thank the Lord for what he's done. I thank the Lord for, for what, I love that song, our family gets to sing it, uh, uh, thank you for what you've done, I give him the praise and, and uh, give him all the glory. Listen, we ought to, we ought to be thankful as a young person. I know we take this week and we talk about that and, and it should be stressed, we read there in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days, listen, people will be what? Unthankful. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. There's so much as a Christian, as a young person, as, as a young adults that we can be grateful for. So the attitude of gratitude tonight. Do you have it? Do you have an attitude of gratitude? Are you one that has the, the uh, eight, eight uh, signs of ungratefulness, never satisfied, filled with envy, you're bitter, entitled to everything, never help people? Hopefully you're not that person. Hopefully you're not. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much.